Hey, this is James from Home from Therapist. I just want to let you know that we have a webpage up at homefromthetherapist.com. You can also reach us on Facebook at HFTT Podcast and on Twitter at HFTT Podcast. Uh, we thank everybody joining, for joining us today. Uh, I'm actually on the way to the therapist. And uh, I mentioned to my wife that I thought about doing this segment. And she said, I hate when people do reviews. So I'm not going to review what I said last week. Uh, I'm just kind of giving you a, a brief of what's been going on since the last podcast. Uh, I've been building out uh, some of our social media stuff and uh, making everything available. So uh, you should know that we're available, of course, on Anchor, where we do our podcast, but we're also available on all the major platforms to include Apple iTunes, Spotify, uh, and uh, most of the others. If there's somewhere you uh, want us to be and we're not there, uh, please let me know. And that reminds me, you can feel free to comment uh, on our Facebook page uh, or uh, at our uh, website that is homefromtherapist.com. Did I mention that? We have a website. So want to get that out there. Uh, the ADHD was kicking in this week. Had a lot going on, uh, getting things spun up, and then uh, of course I got a, a job, and the job got crazy. Got family in town from out of state, and and that kept things crazy. And uh, frankly, it's just been crazy. Um, and that's what this podcast, I guess, is all about. Because I'm afraid I'm crazy. Uh, not just ADHD, but. Uh, I'm a uh, disabled veteran, 70% disabled, um, two-time TBI while I was uh, while I was in the military. Um, over the course of my years uh, since then, I've been misdiagnosed with uh, a lot of uh, things like depression, which is common for ADHD people, but uh, also uh, you know, recently kind of figured out that ADHD isn't just a kid's problem. Uh, it's a real problem for adults. When you get older, ADHD doesn't go away. And you know what? Uh, 1987 or whatever it was when I was diagnosed at the age of 12 years old, um, ADHD wasn't something they thought was just going to go away. Um, but it doesn't. So if you were previously diagnosed with ADHD and uh, you've been diagnosed with depression, uh, you probably want to go get that checked out. That being said, I am not a doctor. Uh, don't listen to anything I say thinking that I'm a doctor. Uh, just uh, let's think of this as storytelling. I'm telling you about uh, what's going on in my life. And um, you might think it's interesting. You might not think it's interesting. Uh, you might be able to relate to it. And that's really what this is about. Um, trying to find people to relate with. Uh, I work from home, pretty closed off in a lot of ways. Uh, all I really have is social media. And at 45 years old, um, I uh, have tried a lot of different ways to to um, kind of be in touch with people. Uh, I am a member of uh, various veteran organizations. A lot of other things, uh, but really, social media is is kind of worked out.
for me. So it was a natural place to do this, and uh, that's where we thought we'd uh, we'd get this going. I'm a father of two and a husband. I'm trying to work on my marriage and my relationships, um, and uh, that's why we're here. And uh, I hope that you enjoy this podcast and that you'd encourage others to listen. And uh, and if you got something to say, come back, hit us back on uh, the websites or on our social media and uh, give us a comment. Um, and if you forgot where that was, it is uh, homefromtherapist.com. And uh, I appreciate you joining us today. And I'm getting ready to go in the office. Hey everybody, this is James, uh, and I'm uh, just leaving the therapist's office, so um, let's get right into it and talk about what happened. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we tell ourselves lies. I tell myself lies. I think I've talked about it before, but sometimes we just really buy into it. We don't even realize that we're doing it. I did that this week. Because, <clears throat> you know, I go back in to the therapist and I always um, kind of talk about what happened the week before. It's a review. He wasn't with me. It's time what happened. And I thought that I was going to have a nice easy session because I had a crazy week. And there wasn't really time in there for me to be introspective or to think about self. It was all about going to going to events with the family. And we were supposed to be over here and hurry up over here, and just felt like I was frantic all this time. But my guy. You know, he's, he knows his job. He, he knows he knows how to get in there. And he got in there with me. And, you know, look, I, I, I'm committed to this process. I do everything I can to be truthful in there. Even if I, I'm telling myself lies, I try to, try to see if I'm doing that and to be honest. And to hold myself accountable. And because otherwise, why am I going, right? What, what, what am I doing this here for if I'm not going to be truthful, to hold myself accountable so that I can figure out the right thing to do? Because that's the way I feel. I feel like I don't, I don't know what, what the right thing to do is sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm not in control. And... We've had this ongoing discussion about my inner child. And 
everybody has an inner child. They've got uh, this voice or whatever that leads them to act in ways that isn't the mature thing to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, it's not the right thing to do. It doesn't say that they're doing the wrong thing. It just means that they're not doing things the way you would think a 45-year-old person would do. And so then you you wonder why you did that, and it's probably because you let the four, the, the little 11-year-old inside of you get what, what he wanted. And I, I do that a lot. But most people have their inner child because it's a generic, you know, inner kid. But also, <clears throat> some people have that inner child. They're stuck. They're in an arrested development because of trauma in their life. Something that happened when they were a kid. And that event set kind of a barrier. And everything from that point on, all of the decisions or, or uh, way they've reacted to things while they were maturing physically is they're, do, they're doing things because they're stuck in this place and this, the, the, this inner child, this kid that was scared and hurt they didn't deal with that because they didn't deal with it they're they're it's stuck there it's stuck in their in their emotional state and and they they don't deal with it so I'm I'm not just an ADHD case and it's not just something happened to me in the army I got hit in the head I've got to deal with that. May, you know, I've got to deal with those things. I got to, I have to deal with ADHD. I mean, I, I think it and I've done the responsible things. If you've got ADHD and you, you're not taking medicine or, and you're not under the, the care of a psychiatrist or psychologist, I, I, I mean, those are the, that's the responsible thing to do because you may think well, I'm fine. But I, you know, what we talked about today is if you don't deal with it now, you're going to have to deal with it eventually. If you don't do the work now, you, one day you're going to. And things that you don't see as a problem now, you're going to be in a different situation, have a different perspective, and realize that you were acting not in your self-interest. You were acting in the interests of a scared, immature little kid. And, and I had trauma when I was young. I was um, hurt. Not by a family member, but I was still hurt. And I never dealt with that. And so I, I let that 11-year-old drive a lot. I let him 
be in control. I let you scared, and my reactions are of a scared 11-year-old. It's not rational. And I uh, don't understand sometimes why I do the things I do. And now through counseling, I understand that the reason is, is because you were you're acting like a kid. You let the kid drive. So here I thought I had a an easy week. Nothing went on. But once he started crying, I started being honest with myself. And you know what? There was a big deal that happened this week. I, uh, I got out of control. In my case, I have a problem with being impulsive and satisfying or soothing. I soothe my, this inner child with, um, in my case, a lot of times it's spending. I think people choose a lot of different methods. They self-medicate with drugs or alcohol, or they choose gambling because of the feeling that it gives them. And and I, I like to spend money. I like to buy things. Because an 11-year-old wants, wants, wants. Wants it now. You've got to have it now don't care about anything else. I did that this week. I was out with my son and his friend, went to the movies, and after we were done, we got to walk the mall. Here I am, this big, uh, big shopping space. I should have, should have known better. Need to make better decisions. And that calls for bit of awareness. I didn't put myself in a good situation, and then I let the 11-year-old run wild. I went into, oh man, some of you are going to laugh. I went into a hot topic. Now, this isn't the, the store that is geared for the 45-year-old man. It's a store that's geared for a 23, 17, or 15-year-old girl. There's a lot of cultural um, clothing and, and wearables and trinkets for your favorite comic book or movie. And I, I, I consider myself a geek. I, I, I think it's something that's happened uh, particularly with this culture that we've allowed people to be geeks. But in, in my case, I, I I think in some ways it is a reflection of the desires of my inner child that I'm letting control. And in this case, I didn't buy things for myself as I saw it. I, I bought things for other people. Particularly, I bought things for my wife. I bought clothing for my wife. I bought some shirts, and I bought some dresses, some summer dresses. My wife and I have both lost a bunch of weight. And I thought, she's going to be so happy. This is what I told myself. Now, I realize this now. I was telling myself this. 
She's gonna be so happy because the size of these dresses. I know she can fit into it. And she's gonna look so cute in them. She's gonna love the way she looks. She's gonna be so happy. She's gonna be so happy with me. And then I felt like I was just, you know, in retrospect, what I told the doc originally was I, I just didn't feel like I was in control, that I just, you know, I wanted it so bad. And that's not true. Because he said, well, if Kelly was standing there, would, would you still have done it? Now, I came back and I said, you know what? I have done that before. I've done it right in front of me. I've let myself get out of control. He said, well, at any point, did you feel like you'd done something wrong? When did you feel like you were either back in control or felt like you did, you did something wrong? And I said, you know, as I was putting the stuff into the car, in the parking lot, I started getting buyer's remorse. I started saying, boy, these bags are big. Kelly's not going to like that I spent so much. And he said to me, well, why didn't you take it back? And I knew right then, oh, I'm out of gas. I, I, nothing I can say is going to matter. Because it's all just an excuse. just happened there. I, I'm gonna have to, I don't know if I can edit this. My, uh, my phone, AT&T, was trying to get me to agree to terms and conditions, and when you say okay, it says uh, something wrong happened, something went wrong, and then it makes you go right back to terms and conditions. So I thought I was in a loop. I didn't know if I was even recording, but recording says 1249 in, so apparently it's been recording. I'm sorry. So AT&T makes me digress. Um, I was out of gas. I was, I knew I was making excuses. My doctor likes to say, we say a lot of worthwhile things, things that are meaningful. We don't understand why our apologies don't hold water. It's because we get to a point where we turn a corner, we say, but, you know, I'm really sorry about what I did. But, I feel like I'm justified. I feel like it wasn't my fault. But, it's the buts. So you, you gotta stop at the buts. You can't say, but. If you say but, sound the buzzer. Stop what you're doing. Because you're just about to, to torpedo yourself. Well, so I know better than to try to float excuses in that office. And, and I was about to. At the time, I'd convinced myself, all the Kelly's got dinner ready, I need to get home, I got the kids, she wants to come home, kids are probably hungry. And I tried in vain to, to float this across to him. And he said, do you think she would have been upset if you had been late, but you told her I did something wrong, and I took the extra time to fix it. I spent this money, 
but then in the parking lot I realized it. So I went back and returned it all. Wouldn't that have been so much more meaningful than, than what actually happened? Because what actually happened is I got home and I knew that I had screwed up. The 11-year-old knew he was in trouble. He'd made a mess. Gotta try to clean it up before parents get home. So I made up the bed and laid out the clothes on it and laid out the dresses all pretty. Hoping she'd come in and just be blown away. But to everyone's surprise, she wasn't. <clears throat> Why wasn't she? Because I hadn't held to my end of our agreement. And, and our agreement is, is that you don't spend $50, more than $50, without a discussion. Because we're trying, we have some goals. We're trying to save money for things. And we can't go spending a bunch of money. So if you're spending more than 50 bucks, and that's generous. I mean, you, know, you can't go spending that without talking to the other. And I had obviously broke that. I had spent more than $50. More importantly, I hadn't talked to her. And here I was, just hoping that this was was gonna get was gonna get through. I don't know how many of you getting these positions where you feel like I hope I hope this is gonna work. You're already you're already done. Because you, you let yourself get into the situation. You knew it wasn't gonna work. That's why you feel this way. That's why I felt that way. She came home and she was upset. She was hurt and angry. And I can't say, I don't know why she feels that way. You know what I did? I got, I got frustrated because she felt that way. And angry. And I got short with her. And I was wrong. It was all because I was ashamed of what I did. The next day, I took took the stuff back, which is the right thing to do. Didn't have the, you know, we didn't agree on spending that money. They need to go back, and that's the bottom line. That's not to say that I bought clothing from a store for a teenage girl. For my wife, my my forty, well, you know, I shouldn't have that. You don't you don't need to know how old my wife is. She's a mature, beautiful, exotic, mysterious, gorgeous. In case she's listening, and it's true, I love my wife. She's she's more beautiful today than she's ever been. She's so self-confident and determined, and I admire that so much, and she's beautiful. What am I doing trying to pass this bullshit across on her? What am I doing? I had a reason to be ashamed. I should be ashamed of myself. So that's what happened today. That, that, that all came out, because... My doctor always roots it out of me. But you know what? 
there's another part of this. And the other part of it was that I did this in front of my 12-year-old son. And I have to be more responsible than that. I have to be an example to my son. And so we talk about that in the office. And I know this. This is a discussion I have with my wife all the time. You might have this with your spouse. You need to be a better example for your kid. And you don't understand how you get in these situations and you feel awful because you're such a bad example. Gave me a good strategy. We, and the, I mean, like, well, this is the reason I go to counseling, guys. This is the reason if you have problems and you don't know why, you probably should go see somebody so they can give you a, a, a different point of view, a different frame of reference, so that you can, if you're being honest with yourself, you can hold yourself accountable and do things differently. You hear it said all the time. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, I, I, I don't want to be insane. I'm not going to keep doing things over and over and expect different results. I mean, I've been doing that. I'm not saying that I haven't been doing that. But I want to get better. And if I want to get better, I need to do things differently. So that's why I'm in counseling. And he he gives me strategies and tools to deal with things. And it made me realize that that is exactly what I do for my kid. Now I think my my son has ADHD. I I, I see him struggling in situations. I see his mind working and I see the frustrations that he has and and I identify with it. And I feel like it's very possible. And, and he's going to get tested. But my wife argues rightfully that well, why wouldn't he act this way? Because his father acts this way. This is what, what he's seen me do all of this time is act this way. Here he is, 12 years old, and I'm letting my inner 11-year-old drive. Well, hey, he's going to identify with that. And, and that's what an 11-year-old feels right, sees his dad do the same thing. He should be pretty self-righteous. If I want to be able to make things better for him, because if he doesn't deal with this now, if I don't deal with this now, he's going to deal with it later. And maybe I'm going to have to deal with him later. Maybe he's going to be in such a bad place. I don't want that. I don't want that for him. I don't want that for my wife. I love him too much. And I love my wife too much. Being responsible means I have to deal with these things and I need to deal with myself appropriately to be an example for him so he can see how to do things. So then he doesn't have the excuse of, well, that's what you do or I've seen you do this because 
I should be able to say, well, maybe I did, but I'm working on that. And this is what I do now. I've changed that and you can too. And that's why I feel like this is such a critical time in, in both my path and my journey and, and my son's journey and, and his development. I have to look at what I'm doing and determine if it's the right thing. I'm home now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up here real quick by saying <clears throat> I talk to my son and I try to give him tools and strategy to deal with the world because I identify with the way he's feeling. And what I figured out today is I need to talk to my inner child. I need to talk to my inner self, that scared little boy inside me. And I need to tell him that it's okay. It's gonna be all right, don't be afraid. I'm here with you. We're gonna get through this together. And here's what we need to do. Here's how we can deal with things. And I need to guide him down this path. And that's not easy for me because I'm afraid to talk to that little boy. I'm afraid to, I'm afraid of what he's been through and how hurt he is. I don't want to talk to him about it. So that's where I am. Maybe I'll make some progress this week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. I appreciate you listening. This is Home from the Therapist, and I'm home. Remember, www.homefromthetherapist.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.